This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to the show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It is Tuesday. And it is June the 23rd. Oh, Brandon, uh, at some point, check in, see who got the highest temperature yesterday. Because we had predictions up to (laughs) 109. He just said that, but I was all 98.9 this morning. I'm like, oh, wait, that was my temperature. I didn't know you meant the cities. That's your temperature of of your forehead? Yeah. I take we it should all morning. take our temperature and see who has the highest temperature. <laughs> I thought we they, have a touch we of have thermometer. A thermometer down the hall. What do you win if you have the highest one? You get to know. go home. You get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta leave. Where where is it? Is it on a stick or something? Or no, like is it tied no. on a string to it's the wall? In a bag down the hall. It's literally down the hall. And what are you? Have spo- you not noticed it? No. It says touchless thermometer. Also, make sure that my uh, whatever you need to turn my mic on is on. Ugh, because you're on. Yesterday that. that I did the podcast, you don't hear me at all. Joanna's a ghost. I was, because at one point I think Buzz starts talking to me and there's no response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just makes it look like he's talking to himself. So, <laughs> so there's that. Well, I think everybody's turned on today. I can say that about this crew. We're all turned on. Uh, this Turns. morning. Turns. Turn. We're turned. We're turned up. Turned up. Yo. Are you turned on? Uh, <laughs> turn, turned on for fun in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have our uh, our high temperatures, by the way. Yeah. Ooh. I think Abilene severely underperformed yesterday. If, if the website that I'm on is correct, and uh, I believe it is. But who do you think? Obviously, Abilene is out. San Angelo is supposed to San Angelo. San Angelo is supposed to get to 109, and El Paso is only supposed to be 105. So I think we hit 10. Yeah, like 104. We I think I'd say San Angelo. Well, I don't know, but I'm if it was cooler us. than they expected in Abilene, I'm going to say us because it was hot. I'm going to I'm going to say San Angelo. I'm going to say us. Well, Abilene came in at 92. Oh. Remember, what? they were supposed to hit 103. Yeah. There's some cold front that's coming in. Does this have to do with African the dust, dust. bloom? Yep. <laughs> what? There's a there's giant. <laughs> Buckle in. Nico Ajimian is here, by the way. Hey, good morning. And he hadn't heard about the gigantic cloud of dust that's coming over from the Sahara Desert. It's going to oh, okay. blow all the way over the Atlantic Ocean, and we're going to get really dusty, dusty you conditions. It African dust. It is. It's from the it's Sahara. from the continent I of Africa. I thought it was a wrestler or something. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. All right. So you want your uh, totals? Yep. It's a tie. Really? San Angelo and El Paso both hit 105 yesterday. 105. Yeah. Okay. Uh, things are going to cool off in uh, San Angelo and Abilene, only in the low 90s for high temperatures today. Let's see uh, what El Paso is supposed to get up to today. 97. So it's going to be cooler than yesterday. Kind of in the entire West Texas region, it looks like. Uh, but that dust, uh, a dust cloud is coming. It's supposed to make really pretty sunsets on the Gulf Coast. Okay. 
sunsets of dust. I was driving around. I was driving around El Paso the other day, and the one thing I was thinking is, you know what, this town needs more dust. (laughs) 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 We've got our Mount Rushmore of sitcom dads. So, Nico, this is what we did yesterday in honor of Father's Day. We came up with the uh, Mount Rushmore of sitcom dads. If you had to pick out a few sitcom dads that would be in the final four to make the Mount Rushmore, like who who would have come up? Uh, Mr. Brady, I'd say. Okay. Um, he, he's on our Mount Rushmore. What about the guy from All in the Family? No, he decided you, like his part? racism and like abusive language toward okay. his wife. Just what about the Honeymooners? The guy from the Honeymooners. They didn't have kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was just. They were honeymooners. Just, yeah. <laughs> that was the point of the show. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Al Bundy. No, considered. Okay. Here you go. All right. Uh, in the number one position, we got Herman Munster oh, from the Munsters. Yeah. Well, the Munsters. For a couple reasons. Her, you know, there was usually a moral to mm-hmm. the story. You know, you just think of being such a screwball comedy, but. Yeah, for being. And he would always offer some good advice. And also, he took in his niece, Marilyn, who was a hideous, deformed monster. Mm-hmm. Meaning she was like completely gorgeous. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the number two position, we got Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince Fresh of Bel Air. Yeah. Will's uncle, but Carlton and Hillary, and I think there was one other daughter. Ashley. Ashley's, Ashley's dad. And let's dad. be honest, he becomes Will's dad eventually. Yeah, and I included the scene where. Uh. I included this right the scene where his dad jumps out on him. Why come he don't want me? There's a lot of memes floating around on Sunday that were Happy Father's Day, except to this guy. And then it had a picture of Will's real dad, Lou. Yeah, it's like except for this guy. Thanks, Buzz. Uh, the hug though is. Uh, he his hat off. Yeah. Uh, Way to start it too. The hug is what gets me. Uh, Mike Brady. Was it as a touching a moment as that dance from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, artistically, that takes the cake. He made, he, he made me play it for him twi- two more times. <laughs> it's powerful. What can I tell you? Uh, Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch. Why do I want to call him Alan Brady? Who's that? That was Dick Van Dyke's boss, boss on the right. Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, so Mike Brady, the case we made was not only was he busy with three boys of his own, but he was like a great dad to the do- <laughs> to his daughters. adopted daughters. Busy with three boys of that's from the theme song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. They were three men living all together, <laughs> <laughs> but they were all alone. They were four men. Oh, they were four men. That's right. <laughs> uh, never an ounce of favoritism. From Mike Brady. You know, like he never took the boys' side just because they were his biological kids. So, and he was such a good dad, he once won the Father of the Year Award. Uh. Why are you making me cry twice today? No. Um, and in the fourth uh, why position. Why don't you just show that uh, episode from Futurama where the dog's waiting for Fry the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, really trifecta this thing. Downer. <laughs> Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Oh, yeah. Great dad. Aww. So I, I said it was essential to remember here that he was a police officer, and that means that every time that Steve Urkel came over and bothered him, he probably had a loaded gun mm-hmm. nearby 
and he never used it. Mm-hmm. Not once. So there you go. It's Herman Munster, Uncle Phil, Mike Brady, and Carl Winslow on the Mount Rushmore of dads. Oh. We got it done. We had to leave Andy Taylor out of there, but you know what? Carl Winslow is also a great dad because uh, he helped Bruce Willis in Die uh, Hard. Well, that was before he moved to Chicago and became a Chicago yeah. police. But remember, his wife was pregnant with the kids when they were when he was at Nakatomi Plaza because wow. he stopped off to get Twinkies for his pregnant wife. He gets cooler, and, cooler. and then they ended up moving to Chicago <laughs> with those kids. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about cats and a study that came out in the past couple of days that says that women uh, find men holding cats less attractive. Mm-hmm. Like if they were shown a photo of a man holding cat, that automatically deducts points. Mm-hmm. From your hotness level, guys, this was done by a university team of researchers. Just keep that in mind. We're talking about Women finding pictures of men holding cats less attractive. Yeah. Researchers at Colorado State University took photos of various men. One by themselves, one of them holding a cat. So if you were wondering, well, compared to what, like holding a puppy or... Mm-hmm. No, no, just, just a cat or nothing. All right, so then they, they showed the photos to women. They had over 700 women involved in this study, and they rated the photos. And when men were holding cats... They were seen as less masculine and less dateable. So holding a cat made you appear less dateable, according to these researchers from Colorado State University. Now, the big question here is why would they waste money on a study like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is How did they the, get funded? <laughs> yeah, what is the point of this? Um, they were seen also as more neurotic. Hmm. When holding a cat, there was one key demographic, though, that didn't care. And before we get to that, Joanna, why don't you weigh in? You said that you would like to take issue with this study. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you ladies? So you find uh, guys holding cats pretty sexy? Yes. Also, it means I could date them. Because once upon a time, I got into a car with a guy and he immediately started sneezing. Because he was allergic to yeah. your cat dander? And the only thing he said was, do you have cats? Oh. I heard him all, I do, yeah. And he's like, oh no, I'm allergic. Did What happened to the date? Well, we didn't go on the date after. Oh. The date discontinued? Yeah, because he was sneezing up a storm. Hey, you know what? So dramatic. I, I've known cat owners in the past. <laughs> I know, right? Tell them to tough it out. It. I've, I've known people who had cats in their house before. Does your house smell like cats? No. Well, not to you, I know, but like when somebody comes over. I was over, like, because we've seen those Febreze commercials. <laughs> I definitely, my friends, my friends used to have, they got rid of them. Finally, or you know, like they finally, I think they died out and then didn't replace them or what. It's not like they <laughs> got rid of them. You're bad at describing this man. You sound really sentimental. But <laughs> whenever you would go to their, the whole house smelled like cat urine. I, I mean, I assume that's what it was. Well, my cats was, aren't like free roaming, and there's not like cat litter. You don't have free range cats. No. What like, it's it's like the ammonia. Are, yeah, no, they the are only, free range. The only one that is is Junior. Junior. Okay, so let's talk about this one key demographic that didn't care. When they saw a picture of man holding cat, it didn't man subtract. Holding cat. It didn't subtract. <laughs> it didn't subtract points. Sounds like a TV show, Men versus Cat. 
women who describe themselves as a cat person, uh-huh. and I'm going to add this, you mean cat lady, <laughs> were just as likely to say the guy was masculine and dateable whether he was holding a cat or not. So they go. didn't see it. But yeah, you the gotta cat be, was just a bonus. <laughs> all, all right. You got to be crazy cat lady uh, to be on board with this. Also, Anthony, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. Was that the uh, guy that you were going to go on a date yes, on? Yes, and his eyes were all like watering. He's like, no, no, it's okay. And I'm all, yeah, let's just put a pin in this. If you had to choose between a guy and the cats, who would you choose? Cats. <laughs> As a dog person. Also, cats. have you ever tried to hold just a random cat? They yeah. don't like it. They don't, they don't like it. Yeah. So if a guy can hold a cat long enough to take a picture... The patience of that man. Oh, that there you go. It's like a sword in the stone. Exactly. <laughs> or Thor's hammer. <laughs> well, there's something to keep in mind. Don't use a picture of you holding a cat on your Tinder profile, guys. Unless, Unless you tiger. want a cat lady. Well, it it doesn't even say that the cat ladies were more attracted. It's just that it didn't change. So it wasn't. I do, however, judge the cat. <laughs> like I'm all, oh, that's an ugly cat. <laughs> yeah, Wait, and that would reflect or poorly I'll, on the person holding yes. the cat. Like, and you, then I'm you like, like an ugly cat. Ugh. Junior is way prettier than that. <laughs> so you might Junior's judge the gorgeous. guy based on the on the attractiveness of his cat. Yes. Okay. What if? But that could mean that maybe. He was willing to help Love out one. this yeah. ugly cat. A rescue, like a rescue cat. That's also a good, good one, you guys. think I'm going to put that down <laughs> in my notes. Uh, all right, we'll come back to this in just a second, but we got an Am I the A-hole coming up later this morning. Yes. We're going to get to that. We're going to be talking about the debate that is raging on social media of the day, mm-hmm. which is how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I love how you didn't think this was a big deal until we started discussing yeah, but it. Yeah, all of us were offended. Like, what are you talking about? Everybody does it the same. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, explains how they do it, and it's different. Every single person. <laughs> well, I mean, the ingredients <laughs> and the instructions are in the name. Wait, hold on. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. How Before you go any further, Nico, yes. how do you make a PB&J? Peanut butter one slice? Jelly, the other slice, and then you put it together. And then what happens? Then you make them kiss. You kiss them. Oh, <laughs> exactly. What exactly. do you have to say to that? And them? then you cut them in triangles, and then cut the crust off. Corner to corner. Yeah. Corner. corner. Crust to corner. Off. What are you five? Well, I don't like crusts. <laughs> <laughs> I put the jelly on the peanut butter. You put the peanut butter on one slice of bread, and then you, then put, you the put the jelly, jelly on the peanut butter. Then you're just mixing your peanut butter and jelly. It's peanut butter jelly. It's going to get mixed up in your stomach anyway is exactly what but my you, mom used to how, tell me. Isn't it difficult to put the jelly on top of Thank the peanut you. butter? No, it kind of sti- it, 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 it's kind of like uh, an adhesive. It kind of sticks really? there. No, it yeah. doesn't. You get an equi- equal spread yeah. across so the wait, do you, you not spread. clean off your knife after That's you're done? That's another good question. Peanut butter. Do I clean? Clean up. Yeah, yeah like I'll person? lick it and uh, then I'll get the no, job. Oh, no. no. All right. See, uh, no. I think we're shooting our wad here. We got the PB&J conversation coming up later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So uh, we'll talk about PB&J, but we've already established, thanks to the good folks at Colorado State University, men holding cats are less attractive 
to women. Don't listen, men. Unless they're cat ladies, in which case it doesn't make any difference. You're not any more attractive, but you are less attractive to anybody who's not a cat you lady. You put a little bow tie. If you got a puppy in a park, women will stop and talk to you. You don't even have to own the puppy. <laughs> you don't even have to know the puppy. <laughs> so that bit right there reminded me, as the wife and I were... Uh, hanging out our little dog had come up and she was pulling him up onto the bed and he was hanging off a la Mufasa and she nudges me and she goes dude check this out long live the king <laughs> and then she's like dangling the dog off the side of the bed <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast we're gonna get to uh, today's am I the a-hole this one from Reddit Brandon, is this one from Reddit? It is. Uh, a few comments here, and I, I we have so many commenters, and the comments go by so fast, I feel like I need to read them or else they disappear. You know what I mean? They get buried back behind. Yeah. So uh, Jess wrote in, and Jess said, thanks for all your talk on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I wasted six hours of my life yesterday. It had its brief moments of humor, but would rather watch a horrible Kardashian marathon. Ooh. See, we got Buzz to like it eventually. Uh, I don't know if I'd say he liked it. Oh, every day he's like, hey, you want to put on some It's Always Sunny? You want to just watch it right now? I was like, yeah, but Maybe you have to like admit your guilty that pleasure. There like- are whole episodes where I'm just unmoved, right? You know, there was another show a lot of people had recommended called The Expanse, which I guess has been around for a few seasons now. Mm-hmm. You only watched one episode. I watched the first episode. But you have to give things more than that. Yes. I found that out through Parks and Rec, now mm-hmm. my new favorite yes. binge show that I just sit at home and watch while I'm doing other things. Okay, Brandon, here, have you ever seen an episode of The Expanse? Um, No, but I put it in my queue because we got that neckline call about watching Somebody saying it's really yeah. totally should. It's one of the best space <laughs> fairing shows You're, ever. Yeah. He, here's my review after one episode. You know, like in Star Wars, you see them get on a spaceship, and then the next thing you know, they're at the planet they're going to, and they don't show the whole trip getting there. Because that usually. would be the most boring part of the show. Yeah, That's all the Expanse is, <laughs> is the trip. <laughs> it's just them. It's like, well, we got to get to the asteroid belt, and it's going to be six months, and then strap in, and that's, that's what... The, it, that's literally not the, the show. The show is the travel time? It's yeah, really it's not. the traveling all, that they leave out of good science fiction All you saw was show. one show, one episode, and that is not the majority of it, so give it more than one episode. I guess maybe when I was talking about well, in sports with Bubba Wallace and the NASCAR, I guess maybe they did say they found a flag, but I, I messed it up. They found a noose is what they reported finding. Oh, yeah. Even my in Instagram was getting blown up right now. Can you tell Buzz? Yeah, my bad. I mean, <laughs> but hey, but the noose was there. Wrong. The noose was there probably because, I mean, you assume because somebody was pissed off about the Confederate flag. Not yeah, but being that's, that's a step up. From Confederate flag, moving to noose. Oh, like it's ratcheting it up. Yeah. yeah. Step up isn't a bad step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, not a not a great step. So uh, Antonio Banderas, who's one of our uh, regular chatters, mm-hmm. we have a lot of celebrities in our chat. And yeah. Antonio is one of them. Had an interesting fact about ACDC. He says Bon Scott actually saw Brian Johnson at a gig. That Brian Johnson had with his group. Bond loved the way he rocked on stage. 
But at the time, Brian was having an appendix attack. Okay. Uh, let's get to the uh, the a hole segment. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. I think it's fitting that Brandon is in charge of the a hole se- <laughs> segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. This am I the a hole subreddit is where people say, "Hey, look, here's here's the situation. I need the internet's uh, advice. Am I being the jerk in all this? So, what is our am I the a hole scenario for today? So the headline is: Am I the a hole for cutting off my mother when she got a paternity test for my daughter? First impressions. Yes. Why is the mother getting a paternity test for his daughter? Just off the headline. Just based on the headline, are you saying a-hole or not a-hole? I'm leaning a-hole. Yeah. Did they get a trip to Chicago to see Maury? Because then, you know, maybe. I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm leaning that the guy is the a-hole for cutting his mother off. All right. Well, here we go. I've been married with my wife for eight years. We have two children, a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. I have known since my wife got pregnant that there was a possibility our daughter was not my biological child. I don't care. She's my daughter and my wife has never been unfaithful. I, I'm sorry, what What was that? There, there's been, what did you say? The previous sentence. There's been evidence that his youngest isn't his, or there's been talk? I've known since my wife got pregnant that there was a possibility our daughter wasn't my biological child. I don't care. She's my daughter, and my wife has never been unfaithful. However, I don't want to know if she is or isn't biologically related to me. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. If you'd let me finish the story. All right. Jesus. (laughs) He adds in here, my wife and I were together for around two years when we had a fight and broke up. We were broken up for three months during which we both slept with other people and then we got back together. After approximately two months of getting back together, my wife found out she was pregnant. We knew there was a possibility of one other man being the biological father, and it was a toss-up between me and him, but it was more likely to be mine. My wife was honest with, with me that she'd slept with other people when we got back together, and I was equally honest. And the window of conception for our daughter was just large enough we couldn't say for sure if she was conceived when we were together or apart, And while she offered to get our daughter tested, I didn't want to know. My entire family has been aware uh, that we broke up and got back together. Visibly, meaning the daughter, she looks like her mother. Same dark hair, same dimples, same bone structure. And I see bits of myself in her too, mainly in her mannerisms, with the only part that doesn't match up being her eyes, which are brown. Well, mine are green and my wife's are blue. Meanwhile, my son, with his green eyes, blonde hair, and bone structure, looks like I cloned myself and looks very different to his dark-haired, dark-eyed sister. My mother has noticed and remarks on it often. This really gets my wife's hackles up, both because of the reality behind it, which my mother is unaware of, and because she and my mother have clashed a few times in the past. They are very different people, and the personalities just don't mix. Then, uh, a few months ago, my mother was sent to watch our kids while we helped out some family members. Our kids were with her and my dad for about five hours. Last week, my mom came over and said she had something important to tell me. When she had my daughter unsupervised, she did one of those DNA test kits on my daughter, comparing it to her own DNA, which she apparently ordered months ago for this exact purpose and was waiting to use it. 
I'm changing my mind. In the case of this five-year-old daughter, I almost don't DNA tests know. say not the daughter, not his. <laughs> but his mom did it without letting. It, yeah. But he never explained. Look, I know it's a possibility. I just don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. mom was yeah. just like, you know what? That daughter of yours does not look like she. Yeah. By the way, can we talk about you're separated for three months and you're like raw dog and sex partners? <laughs> like, uh, not, 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 you know. Out of there. You're not. But see, here's Come the thing: on. is he apparently said that he like they talked about it and they were fine with it, and if that's what they yeah, want to do, he had already accepted. You know what? It's a possibility. She's not my daughter, but I'm still going to be the father. I yep. think that's the only thing that should matter. It yeah, really should. Exactly. If the if the if his mother really wanted anything else, then she should just be listening to him. <sighs> it sounds like exactly. he. Oh no. Mm-mm. No boo. It, I think she probably did it. In spite of what he told, her. he probably told his mom, "Look, we don't. I don't want to know anything. I don't care that she looks different than me." Well, yeah. it confirmed my daughter isn't biologically related to me. And she began to tell me, and speaking of his mom, and she began to tell me about a lawyer she could get me in touch with to begin divorce proceedings. No. I told her this changes nothing. She's still oh my, my daughter, and that's my wife she's talking about. My mom was shocked and called my wife some names I don't care to repeat. I told her to get out of my house. It's been nearly a week. I've told my wife. Blocked my mother on everything, and there's been constant calls and texts. My mother is furious and since and has since disowned my daughter, but says my son is still her, quote, special little guy, so she wants a relationship with my son, but not my daughter. I, okay, she is the oldest, oh, no. <laughs> for sure. In addition to my mother, all five of my siblings and dad are angry with me. They want me to get back in touch and a couple of them have even said I should thank my mom for what she did as she was looking out for me, and now I know. What is wrong with your family? <laughs> yeah, no, your family's pretty screwed up, dude. It sounds like they're pushing some sort of agenda on him when he's already like, look, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would you say, I'm like, a cuck if this and was a, proud of it. Well, yeah. if, it were, if this was like a step uh, stepwife, <laughs> like a stepchild, would you be the same way? Like, oh, well, he got remarried. But that one kid she had with the person before, that doesn't count. It sounds like, like the, the, no, his family's real adamant because based on the knowledge they have, they think she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it but like. it they sounds know? like they don't love their grandchild. Yeah. It's like, it sounds oh, like unless this, we have the same DNA, we're not going to love you. We're not going to love you. This little person that we've gotten to know for how many every year? Five, five years? Five, five years. all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? I'm not your grandma anymore and you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how does that happen well he wraps up here he says however i can't justify my mother going behind my back to get a dna test on my daughter without consulting me i feel i'm in the right but i also feel i could be overreacting and i would appreciate another perspective as i'm seriously considering cutting contact with my mother over this not even mother i i would start naming off people in the family be like brother you're on her side tight you're out too i mean well, but you start with the mother because she's the one who who but the thing hatched is, the but whole he scheme. Said that some of his siblings were saying, "Well, you should be thanking mom for doing yeah. this." Yeah, so but- clearly, they think she's in the right. I mean, there's so many blended families nowadays. Like my brother, technically, you know, isn't my my father's son. You know, he's that's his stepdad, but he calls him dad. He treated right. him just like a son. He, you know, paid for him to go to college. You know, he did all of these things because. He is his son. That's his, my mom, his wife, that's her son. 
that's his son too then. I mean, it shouldn't matter. And especially if the father is saying, I don't want to know, she's my daughter, that's the end of discussion. That should be the end of the discussion. Armando says in the Facebook chat, as in Ross's voice from Friends, we were on a break! Yeah! (laughs) Wow. So it sounds like everybody's willing to say, like, it's it's the mom here. And not to mention, like, me and my sister, we look nothing alike from each other, and we're biologically sisters. I look a lot like my brother. But, I mean, that's just, it's just the family and the way that, you know, whatever's in your family. I have very, I'm dark-complected. My sister's very fair-skinned. I have dark brown eyes. She has green eyes. All right, how about this for a possible solution here mm-hmm. cut your mom off and then wait for her to come crawling back <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that, sound that bad that's what i would do it's like hey listen we're cutting off don't you and wish some of these you could get updates like a year from now mm-hmm. like where are they, they do now update sometimes but uh it's difficult to find the update like yeah. i wish that if i followed this story it would immediately send in some sort of a uh um some, bring it in somehow, like to, like you it, could it, it like tag like, it hey, to follow. Yeah, yeah, like follow the yeah. story. And Give it's me like... an alert whenever they update this. <laughs> One thing that we usually can do is find out what most of the people on Reddit, mm-hmm. uh, what their opinion is. So, uh, did they agree with us? Yeah, everybody yeah. in the everybody. everybody? In the subreddit. Well, I mean, I'm scrolling through here and I'm not seeing. I haven't been able to find anybody that has been able to say. That you're the a-hole. The top, the top one here says, uh, not the a-hole. This was your choice and had nothing to do with your mother. She did this solely to hurt your wife. If yeah. you allow your mother to have a relationship with your son while not having one with your daughter, you would be a terrible father. Blood doesn't make a father. Uh, top comment, I think, goes to Nick Medidar. He says, he might be your father boy, but he ain't your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. No, wow. I, I totally came around. There you go. Give me all the details, but good lord, if you're gonna if you're gonna go on a break, but you might get back together, just wrap use, it up. Yeah, or use a condom is the only thing. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Visa is allowing hundreds of thousands of people to work in the United States. They have been temporarily suspended by the White House. Along with the extension of a pause on green cards, the freeze will affect some 525,000 workers, including those on H-1B visas, seasonal workers, students. The ban has been met with criticism from many business leaders who are saying it will drastically impede their ability to recruit global talent. The president, though, says the move will help create jobs for Americans who have been affected by the pandemic. How about immigrants on the K-1 visa? That's the one that I'm really interested in. <laughs> right. Mm, no word on that one yet. Listen, Although I think they are affected too. I think this is the one for people with actual like degrees and skills and stuff. Yeah, this is the are one. Are you saying the people in 90 Day Fiance don't have degrees or skills? They're not allowed oh, they... to work. That's the big deal because a lot of them are like, well, but, of course I was talking to other women. I'm stuck in this apartment and I'm not allowed to work. What do you expect me to do? Yeah, they have dude, one the, skill. The dude that banged that other chick in the barbershop. Oh. That kid. <laughs> that was a good couple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they sound real good. Probably lasting. For well, I mean, entertaining. And, and good in the sense that, like, that's the one that you were waiting. Like, if they don't fight, it's like, come on, who really cares? If, if you're not aware, there are just some things that Brandon and I are really into. Like, that you vibe on. Yeah, Star Wars and uh, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Definitely the top. Both on Marvel, but all three of these have expanded universes. Yeah. 
But yeah, that is the visa that they actually have to have a uh, skill set and job skills they have to be here on. The H-1B. Yes, because uh, I did have a friend that she got married and she was a 90-day fiancé and she was actually a lawyer. She went to a really great college in London and she could not work for the first, I think, year or so when she was here. And a lot of people that are like uh, researchers are going to graduate school mm-hmm. at different colleges. The, you know, they come from other countries and they have this type of visa. And the, the the person they said, or not the person, the thing that they think this will be affecting the most is actually the universities because a lot of the schools are already dealing with kids saying they want to hold off their registration for a year after they get out of high school because, well, they don't know what college is going to look like and why are you going to pay such an exorbitant amount of money to go to an Ivy League or a private university when you may not even be allowed on campus. Um, so a lot of these universities were looking at the international students that would be coming in mm-hmm. and would still be willing to pay that exorbitant price. And now, because of this, they may not be able to. So the schools, they're saying, could really be suffering from this. 60 Minutes had a thing about the H-1 visa mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And they were talking to a lot of people in the in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And they were Super saying... Important. I was, you know, downsized, but they brought in my replacement who was on an H-1 visa who was going to be working for a fraction of what I was working for. And as part of my severance package, I was required to To train train my replacement. But that's a problem that you're already seeing this happening at colleges because where there used to be, uh, you know, tenure for these professors, they were being paid a good amount of money to do this research. Now, a lot of the professors are are part-time so they don't have to pay the benefits they don't have to pay so and you see that change has already been happening so that may be happening even more i mean there was a great i think i don't know if it was 60 minutes but there was a a news station that did a special on it and i think it was uh san luis obispo like slow or san jose where they followed a professor who worked at three different schools and lived and another one who lived out of her car Mm -hmm. and so it was like she couldn't even afford an apartment around the school because of how expensive it was and how and how little she was paid. But that's usually normal for associate professors or entry level professors. Like if you're on the tenure track, you have to produce studies and you have to like. But they're yeah, cutting but they, down. They're cutting down the tenure track professors. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're saying is okay. that they're becoming professors because they would like to get tenure and actually do the research, but then they're just cutting those professors out anyway. So they're like, oh, okay, now. So instead of being able to work at one school, you know, and get benefits and pay and things like that, they're now having to work at three different schools to just try and make ends now, meet. I saw that piece that you're talking about. I think it might have been like an episode of Patriot Act. It was something. in Patriot Act yeah. too, but they did a special on it because they looked, I think, at Humboldt University um, and the actual news broadcast they did of it, too. And it was a lot of the Northern California schools that they looked at, but the professors were saying, they're like, we just, we can't make ends meet. And the students were saying, like, it's kind of sad because we see how bad much our professors are struggling. And then, you know, we're just getting tanked and smoking a lot of weed while we're at college. So there yeah. we go. Things haven't changed. <laughs> and former Trump National Security Advisor John Bolton has come out with a book, criticizing his form. Have you bought it yet, Buzz, or no? <laughs> no. I'm not going to... No, he's not getting a dime from me. Well, he might not John get, Bolton? <laughs> he might not get any of the money, no matter what. Yeah. No, then, that guy. I'm not buying that book. <laughs> I would pirate it. And normally, I'm against pirating, but just anything case, to keep like, keep coins out of his pocket. Joanna, oh, I know a guy. Yeah, I was going to say, Joanna, where's that box? Wasn't there copies leaked online early? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't you get one of them? Buzz doesn't know how to do that. He's going to well, Google John Bolton. He doesn't even know what free. torrent means. 
Yeah, it's uh, how you describe rain. Torrential. <laughs> <laughs> if it's really raining hard, it's a torrent. In an interview with ABC News, Bolton was asked about Trump's decision-making and how he believes history will remember this president. John Bolton's mustache reminds me of that tiny little broom that umpires keep in their pockets. <laughs> yeah, that's not the plate. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna's going to have entertainment news, and I'm not going to give away the whole thing, but everybody who's online talking about uh, Michael Keaton might be back to play Batman again. What? Batman. That'd be awesome. You're singing the wrong theme. I don't care. That's the it's TV one. A Batman. Would you prefer? Da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I Wasn't guess that, that would the be one more. With the Riddler and Joker. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry, not Joker. The Riddler, the Riddler and Two Face. And Two-Face. Was that what uh, Kiss from a Rose was from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's 68 years old, but he still looks in pretty good shape. He was the Vulture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he's played a lot of winged characters recently. Birdman. Birdman. The <gasps> oh, Vulture. Birdman. Yeah. But <laughs> what I don't know is, like, are these just rumors or is it a for sure thing? So you'll well, let us you know about it. You will find out right. in entertainment news. Uh, Brandon, tell us about this uh, PB&J issue that's going on. I can't believe that there's any controversy about how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or how to eat one. Yeah, I didn't realize that it would cause so much debate either, but apparently the internet has been arguing about the best way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I guess there's three different ways to make it. All right. So most people take two pieces of bread, they add peanut butter to one side, jelly to the other, slap them together, you call it a day. Sounds yeah. right, yeah. Okay, another way is to put the peanut butter and jelly on one piece of bread, then toss the second piece of plain bread on top. I guess that's what I do. No. What are you, a maniac? I put the peanut butter first, and then the jelly, it, it sticks though? to... Because it sticks to the peanut butter. Yeah, but... No, it, it like, doesn't. No, it does. It does not. It sticks to the knife. Dude, we, we forgot and to bring peanut butter like and jelly weird, I have peanut butter and jelly. We just don't have bread. Damn. I feel like if we asked a psychiatrist, that would be a sign of psychopaths. Yeah. Psychiatrist no, it's like in the top sandwich. three ways to do it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably the lowest. No, it's actually, this. It's, it's fairly comparable to the first one, which is you put and peanut butter on one side, jelly on the, on the other side. Now, there is a third one. All right. It's a third one. That is, uh, says instead, they say they put a little bit of peanut butter on both pieces of bread <laughs> to act as a barrier for the bread. That prevents the jelly from soaking into it and making it soggy. And oh. then they put jelly in the middle. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> I never would have huh. thought of that. Yeah. That's actually pretty genius. It is pretty genius. Try that. But then I feel like it would have made it would make this the the slices slippery. They wouldn't stick together as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Oh my god, back to the genius part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so one, you put peanut butter and jelly on Put, it, put, put each on its own slice of bread. Mm -hmm. and jelly, and then you make peanut butter kiss. on one, jelly on the other. The number right. two option is the, is the buzz Both. method where you put the, the peanut butter jelly on one slice and then just put the other slice on top of the sandwich. And then you get a perfectly good knife dirty from both. Well, your knife's going to be dirty no matter what. Not if you do it on one, you know, one slice and one slice. How would your knife not be dirty? You clean it off in you between. You clean it off with the crust. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, well, when I put peanut butter on, <laughs> I put the peanut butter on a slice of bread. Right. It's pretty clean by putting it on there. I mean, there might still be a little bit of stickiness, but that just helps the jelly stick to the knife. I bet if we looked in your jelly, there'd be a lot of peanut butter. Ooh. Oh, I hate that, man. It's like when, oh, I hate it's like it. when people, people put butter on their toast, and then they, they only put a little bit on, and then they go back into the bin of butter, no. and crumbs get in crumbs. there. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you guys, are you old enough to remember when they put out uh, a jelly that had peanut butter mixed into it already? Yeah. Goober. Yeah. Yeah. Goober. It's yeah. called Goober. Goober? They still, yeah, they still make it. Not a fan. I, I was not a fan. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was gross, yeah. too. I might try the the deal where you put the peanut butter on both slices and then the jelly on top of the peanut butter to create a buffer <laughs> of dryness. I, I would never complain of soggy peanut butter and jelly. That doesn't seem to me like the biggest complaint about peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Are there any other discrepancies when it comes to PB&J? I got a question. What are, what are y'all's jellies? Like, what do you like? Like, what, like strawberry, grape, mm-hmm. smuckers. Strawberry preserves. Ooh, strawberry preserves. Yeah, yeah, grape, usually. I mean, grapes. I like a nice peach. Yeah. I like nice apricot. Preserve, yeah. Or prune. I think I go grape and strawberry. Prune? What are you, 60? It helps you stay regular. <laughs> Listen, grape, grape is probably 99% of all the jelly that I've ever purchased. Really? Yeah. I like going to the farmer's market. They always have those, like, Wacky like mango habanero. Oh, that like sounds that. so gross. Oh, those are great. Those are great. Oh, they're mm. so good. Especially if you do like with little cream cheese on a cracker. And Dude, put, like yeah. a jalapeno Dude. jelly. Yes, sounds, the jalapeno oh, one's bomb. Disgusting. Well, I mean, it's, strawberry not, it's not a strictly jalapeno jelly. It's a fruit with jalapenos mixed in for a little bit of zip. Mm-hmm. Pass. They sell those at the farmers market, and I love them. You wouldn't even try it if if uh, we brought some in. I try anything, but do you have have to keep them refrigerated? Yes, you do. Oh yeah, but says he try anything. (laughs) You got to keep what jelly refrigerated, right? I always do. I do. Well, especially the kind. But how about the the peanut butter? No, you keep that in the pantry. Yeah, that stays rock hard. I should get a refrigerator for my bedroom. You should. That's where I use my jelly the most. So you can so you can store your plates in there too. Or you used bowls? Never leave hide again. Hide them from Buzz. Nico, weren't you telling me you found out your dogs don't like peanut butter? Oh. <laughs> no, that they're allergic. Say, would that be your dog? <laughs> they're allergic to you peanut butter. You found out they're allergic. They're allergic. <laughs> Is that why they keep getting out? Yeah. Running away? Get away from the peanut butter? Bad so experience. when you put the peanut butter on white bread... <laughs> And then you put the jelly on top of that peanut butter. How do you get the peanut butter to just, or the jelly to stay on the peanut butter? The peanut butter's kind of sticky. It kind of yeah, bonds with the like, jelly. If I try to do that. And by the way, it's not like I'm holding it upside everywhere. down. It's it's laying flat, <laughs> and then I put bread on, and the other piece of bread but keeps it, it in. It just feels like it would be uneven, an mm-hmm. uneven layer. Yeah. What? An uneven what? layer. Yeah, that you would get a bite with maybe mostly peanut butter and not even amounts of jelly. That's really yeah. even. A one-to-one ratio? I usually go with chunky peanut butter. You would. Oh, we do okay. have the numbers on that. Well, right. See, so you already started wrong there. Preferred. Mm-hmm. 31% of people said that they prefer crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. Is Buzz the only one yes. here that prefers crunchy? Because if I want it, I want, I want creamy. I want creamy, creamy peanut butter. 55% of people prefer creamy. I don't want any texture to my peanut butter. Yeah. I want it smooth. Okay, so then you get crunchy peanut butter 
and then you put the jelly on top of that. Maybe it's the the, the parts of the oh. peanuts that help knock it off the mm. the jelly off the oh. knife. Oh, maybe. I think you guys are making this out to be. It's like how you put more. rebar in for concrete. It kind of keeps it. No. <laughs> I think you're making this more complicated than it needs to be. Just because I think you're any the of these, see, no, but any of the these ways would work. So at, at the end, you got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's probably not going to be all that much. Is there an engineer different. out there that could help us with this? <laughs> Did you see someone in the chat earlier said that his wife actually toasts the bread first? Yeah. And puts a little bit of butter on it. Oh, my mama does that sometimes. I'm going to have mm. to try that because that looks good. That sounds like just an extra step, though. Do you know when I was growing up? But he's not doing it. His wife did it. Like our, I need a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I need a wife to butter and bread. She, she can take the extra steps to do, this, to do it right. This does remind me wife, though that she is. when when my brother and I were in school and my mom would make breakfast before school, the most common thing we would get was okay toast, and then it's peanut butter and syrup mixed up together and on top of that. So it was just like a, a piece of toast and then the peanut butter and syrup. And maple had, syrup? Well, it's, you know, pancake syrup, any kind of hmm, syrup. I think and it's then maple. It actually sounds like it could be good. mix it up and you put it on that. And I'm telling you, that was the our bomb. most common. It was okay. I mean, we had it all the time, though. Oh. Did you ever have a peanut butter and butter sandwich? That was something my mom made when I was a kid. It's a lot of butter. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know what I had was, it was really delicious. good? It was a peanut butter and marshmallow cream. I think I've ever had that. Oh, it was good. Are we now just saying all the weirdest sandwiches? Yeah. yeah. Chopper's on the line. Hello, Chopper. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Chopper, uh, you have an opinion on this peanut butter and jelly controversy? Well, I personally like to make my peanut butter and jelly the way you do, Buzz, where I put the peanut butter on a piece of bread, put the jelly on top of it. But the point that I want to make is that you have three different methods that Brandon listed on how to make them, but two of them are very similar, where if you're going to put peanut butter on both and then add jelly, you're still putting jelly on top of peanut butter. So it seems like the majority of people are okay spreading jelly on their peanut butter, and it doesn't create too much of an issue. Um, but also, it does really create a good barrier. If you use, like, an apple jelly or if you use honey mm. and you don't eat the sandwich right away, the bread yeah. will crystallize and soak it in. And so without putting butter or peanut butter on each bread, you can get a weird crystallized hard sandwich if you don't eat it right when you make it. Mm, interesting. Peanut butter and honey is so good, too. Yep. We're getting a lot of that in the uh, Facebook chat right you now. You really elevated this real, conversation. Real quick, yeah. while, while Chopper's online. <laughs> Get to the Chopper! It does sound like Chopper is a connoisseur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> talking about crystallized... What's the best thing to drink with a PB&J? I'm going to uh, go with... Milk. Whole, I'm going to go with milk is absolutely the number one drink. Chopper? I personally like to have uh, a cola, like a ch- uh, cherry Coke or a regular Coke, uh, because it, off- it offsets the flavor a lot. It's like a break, and then you come back, whereas the milk is more complimentary. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Coke kind of like is more of a palate cleanser kind of a drink oh. to have, and it kind of helps you like refresh the the savoriness of the of the flavors of what you're eating. Chopper, are you a Amazing. chef? Or are you a foodie? I am. Are you a foodie? I also oh, love a chef, toasted huh? sandwich. Have you ever toasted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Somebody in the chat mentioned that, so, uh, I mean, I'd give it a try. Yeah. 
you get a sandwich toaster and you butter the crap out of the outside of the sandwich and throw it in there. Uh, peanut butter and jelly is great. Uh, peanut butter and jelly with bananas is even better, like strawberry jelly and bananas and peanut mm. butter. That's an Elvis sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich was what uh, Elvis would always ask for. Yeah, pe- peanut butter and banana specifically, but if you add strawberry jelly to a peanut butter and banana sandwich. All right, thank you, Chopper. It. Oh, Appreciate I'm it. Need that, yeah. Good talking to you. Let's take a break. We got to wow. take a break. Thank you, Chopper. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Michael Keaton might be back in the role of Batman. At least that's a rumor. But how serious are those rumors? We'll find out when we get to Johanna's Entertainment Report coming up here in just a few minutes. Okay, now I'm starting to be confused. I'm not even, I'm not even mad. I'm just confused. So the president tweeted... This morning, uh, can you bring it up, Nico? I, but the, the gist of it was, hey, we're testing too much. We need to test less. Go ahead and read it to me. Cases are going up in the U.S. because we are testing far more than any other country and ever expanding. With smaller testing, we would show fewer cases! Exclamation point. Listen. Sounds serious. You can't have cases if you're not testing. Testing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he kidding? Logic. Because he's, remember, it's like the old joke about not going to the doctor. Like, if I don't go, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> he hasn't found anything out. Yet. I mean, I'm really at this point mystified because he he was making these comments like I told him to do less testing at his rally, and then the next day the White House said, "Oh, he was joking." Mm-hmm. But now it sounds like he's saying kind of the same thing. Is that is that it, what he? <laughs> it sounds like that that he. Wishes that we would have some less less testing, testing because so it we'd would have make le- us look less bad. But when he says it makes us look bad, he really means it makes him look bad. It doesn't make anybody else look bad because nobody else is looking at this in terms of oh, this is good or bad. It just means oh, we should take care okay. of a problem if we see it. But he knows like the does he knows how statistics work, right? He was a businessman. Eh, probably not. He's got to know they can look at a certain number of people tested and how many of those like it's not just the raw numbers of how many people like you could test a thousand people and then draw some conclusions based on how many of those people tested. i think he would, I th- you don't think that comes into you don't think that's I would anything imagine, that he even thinks about i would or? imagine a president would be more concerned with a hundred thousand people that already died and all the families that you know have to deal with that and try and prevent any more people from having to suffer the same thing like i said my ability to be really shocked or even outraged at this point is it takes a lot to move the needle it's at ir- this point but what I, I guess at this point is, is is he saying we need to test less so, so we'll have fewer cases so it doesn't look as bad so it doesn't look as bad yeah that's what he's saying I think but is he joking because that's what they said on Sunday was that he was joking when he said it on Saturday I don't think night. So. He's repeated it several times and just tweeted about it this morning. So there you go. You know what he should do? Use a LOL or a JK. You know, help us out a little. Like normally, I think that's dumb when people put it in there because it's like normally you don't have to be told when somebody's joking. But in this case, I think we do need kind of a like if he just put like a smiley emoji. <laughs> LOL. LOL. Here's my tiny little thumbs up. But you don't think by... (laughs) Or, and this is a possibility that I've heard some people say, he's trolling. Like, legitimately, the President of the United States is trolling just to get a rile. Can you imagine if Obama was just trolling? Just... Well, it wouldn't be very presidential, yeah. 
people would be like, this is the president. All right, time for entertainment news and uh, look at what's going on in Hollywood. Here's Joanna Barbacoa. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Hamilton is making its way to Disney Plus, but fans might notice two things, or in this case, words will be missing. Two F-bombs. In a Twitter thread on Monday, creator and composer Lin-Manuel Miranda explained that the popular show drops the F-word three times. However, for it to appear on the streaming platform, he had to drop two of them. On Twitter, he joked... So they'll allow one F-bomb? They will allow one. On Disney+. One is there. So he said on Twitter, I literally gave two Fs so that kids could see this. He revealed where fans could see the creative differences appear, and despite the change, the 40-year-old reminded viewers that the rules don't necessarily have to apply while in the comfort of your own homes and encouraged everyone to sing whatever they like when they're at home. Four episodes of 30 Rock have been pulled from streaming services at the request of creator Tina Fey due to their use of blackface. The move comes as a wave of TV shows have been criticized for their racial insensitivity. Insensitivity? Oh, this is good. Hold on. We're not moving on until you get this. One more. Do it now. Insensitivity. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, I did it. Well, I forgot what I was reading. <laughs> okay, so there were some there were some episodes of Thirty Rock where where mm-hmm. white people put on blackface. So yes, it's four episodes. Two feature John Hamm in blackface, oh, no. and two feature Jane Krakowski's character Jenna in blackface. To be fair, in one of the episodes with her, Tracy Morgan is doing whiteface in that same episode. They switch. <laughs> <laughs> does that make it okay? No, I'm just saying. No, I'm a, and I'm asking. <laughs> Nico's that... advocating for blackface. No, I think that a so lot. So you're of... cool with blackface? No, I'm not okay with blackface. I think that it's your favorite form of entertainment. No. Wait a minute. So you're saying that you don't like black people then? You don't oh like blackface? I, you know what? You just... think we should bring back slavery? Is I that what you're saying? God, Nico. I will not talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Faye explained the reasoning behind the successful request, which resulted in the episodes becoming unavailable for purchase, streaming, or played through reruns, saying, as we strive to do work and do better in regards to race in America, we believe that these episodes featuring actors in race-changing makeup are best taken out of circulation. Well, I mean, come on. Like what's the like what was the goal or the intent behind it? Like one of the reasons why I think it's acceptable that Robert Downey Jr. did it in Tropic Thunder and that even It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia did it is because they were mocking those who didn't realize how bad it was. Yes. Like that was the intent of this is like do you realize how dumb you look? And I think that uh Tina Fey said the same thing about their uh uses of it. It was it was with the intention of showing how bad it is to do this but she says that it doesn't matter what your intent is it's not a free pass she Mm. says that intent is not a free pass for white people to use these images and that no comedy loving kid needs to stumble on these tropes and be stung by their ugliness although five years ago she was in an interview asked the same thing and she said that she felt like a lot of celebrities were being asked to apologize for things when she didn't think that she wanted to be part of that culture of, of giving in to apologies so apparently her her feelings have changed about it. See, so. if you, but here's the problem: is if you completely take them away and you act like they never happened, people are are more are probably more likely to mimic that or do that again. If you keep them in circulation and you keep the conversation going about 
what its history is. If you talk about how bad it is and how silly it looks. And, and how, how dumb it is for the people who do do it. Exactly. If, if you keep them there and for that purpose and you're able to do that, then it's helping to solve an issue. If you just take them away and hide from it, it doesn't solve anything. I'm just so glad. It's the ostrich technique. I'm just so glad that... When I was in college, nobody ever suggested, hey, let's go to his Crockett and Tubbs and UB Tubbs for my advice, because I probably would have been like, that'd be hilarious. But I didn't. Or they were like, hey. Great Miami Vice reference. Uh, Lethal Weapon, you go as uh, Danny Glove. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Anyways. Joel Schumacher, known for directing such films as St. Elmo's Fire and The Lost Boys, has died at age 80. His agent confirms that he passed away quietly in New York, in New York City Monday after a long, year-long battle with cancer. Schumacher started out as a show, in showbiz as a costume designer before turning to filmmaking. He found his first major success in 1985 with St. Elmo's Fire. He next directed another 1980s classic, The Lost Boys. And in the 1990s, he took on the Batman franchise, directing 1995's Batman Forever, starring Val Kilmer, <laughs> and was responsible for making Kiss from a Rose a major hit. He was also gave Batman <laughs> nipples. Yeah, he was also responsible for bat nipples. Let me finish. Bipples. But he was also blamed for the temporary death of the Batman franchise, thanks to Batman and Robin, with the nipples. There. The I just really love Kiss and, you know, it, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it wasn't the nipples freeze. that was his downfall. There was a lot more than just the nipples. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of Batman, Michael Keaton, who played the titular character. <laughs> <laughs> the titular character. It's a good word. I like that word. Nice. Like Speaking of bad nipples, who played the titular character of Batman? <laughs> I like how that word just took Joanna off guard completely if she was reading it out loud. Uh, Did you lose track again? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so he played Batman in 1989 (laughs) film Batman and its sequel, Batman Returns. Michael Keaton is now in talks to reprise the role in the upcoming DC Comics movie, The Flash. If a deal is struck... With Ezra Miller? With Ezra Miller. Wasn't there like a cancel Ezra Miller thing going on a couple months ago? Yes, I was going to bring that up. Does anybody know what happened? He was he shoved a lady. They, he was never o- talked about it anymore. He was overseas, like in Iceland or something. He was something. in Iceland. And a fan came up, and you don't know totally what happened, but there's video of him pushing her to the ground. Not just pushing her, like kind of like it slamming says, her. It says here that Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, still in doubt for the Flash. This Ooh. came out about 12 hours ago, and this is because <gasps> of the video showing the actor choking and slamming a woman choking. to the ground. Yeah, he grabs her by the neck, I think, and then just like woof, takes her. Yeah, down. it was a weird video. Where Did he do it fast though, or slow? It is he? Fast. It was pretty good? slow. What, what's going on with him? Is he what? Is he well? Yeah, like is he good? What's happening, buddy? Maybe, I don't know much was about it that him. Weird mirror thing that he did. Was it mirrors or eyeballs? Oh yeah, it was the eyeballs. Was that what it was? Yes. At that award show. I think we're missing the big thing is that Michael oh, Keaton right. might come oh, back yeah. and play so, Batman. If a deal is struck, the actor could also turn up as the caped crusader in other DC films. Insiders say that Keaton's Batman would function as something of a mentor or guide or even a string puller, some, something similar to Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. 
Batgirl could be one of those movies. With Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman has already cast Robert Pattinson in the title role, The Flash project is being viewed as separate from other DC Universe films. Additionally, with The Flash's storyline reportedly involving time and interdimension travel, Keaton's Batman could possibly cross from one movie universe into another. There you go, Buzz. Time and interdimensional Ugh. travel, your two favorite things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interdimensional travel, I can deal with. It's the time travel, where it's like as soon as a, a a franchise starts doing like time travel, I'm I'm like, oh, that's the laziest and worst sci-fi trope. Back to the Future. Ever. That's the entire premise. Time Cop. Well, Back to the Future is good. Time Cop is good. Too. <laughs> <laughs> with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I feel like I need to uh, talk about this because if you saw this headline, you might think it was clickbait, but I, but it's actually the FDA put out a list of hand sanitizers that contain a very toxic substance called methanol that could kill you. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And they're all made by a Mexican... Did you see this story, Lisa? You mean, you mean the one that's up on our website? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It says FDA... Says no, but did you see it? Oh, I, I wrote it. But did you see it? Okay. <laughs> so all of the products are made by a company in Mexico called Esk Biochem. And they all contain something called wood methanol. Yeah. Also used in antifreeze. Yes. Should not be used in anti-freeze? any... Antifreeze? Antifreeze. Don't people call it antifreeze? Antifreeze. <laughs> it's extremely toxic, according to this report, from the FDA. Mm-hmm. It can absorb through your skin and cause nausea, Vomiting, headaches, blurred vision, seizure, seizures, nerve damage, permanent blindness. Mm-hmm. You can oh, die. Dang. Wait, 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 and death. Mm-hmm. But you can get wicked wasted. <laughs> Come on, Trump! Don't tell people to start <laughs> drinking stuff. So it, here are the brands. If you got any of these brands, stop immediately. And they say go see a doctor, but here are the brand names. Esk Biochem Hand Sanitizer. All Clean Hand Sanitizer. The Good Gel Antibacterial Hand Sanitizer. Saniderm Advanced Hand Sanitizer. Uh, scared me. Then there are different types of a brand called Clean Care No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer. Yeah, we have the drug label numbers for each of the different brands up on the website. So if you wanted to look and make sure that you could right. match up the numbers, we have those available. All right, so go over to buzzadamshow.com if you want to see all of those. Is it, is it like it's, is it okay in Mexico? Like in Mexico, since this is where the company is, are they like... No, so it probably won't kill you. The FDA <laughs> asked them and said, "Hey, we so they've tested these various different band, brands to see the um, the amount of methanol in them. So there's supposed to be none at all. Uh, but they said some of the brands had up to eighty two percent, I believe, wow. of methanol in there. Some were as low as twenty percent. But like I said, it's supposed to be none. Um, so they are saying that if you can uh, immediately throw these out." But you do need to check and make sure that the the numbers do match up. They contacted the company, told them, hey, you need to recall these and get them off the market. The company, I guess, didn't answer or didn't do it. 
So that's why the FDA is now saying, okay, we, we have to put out an advisement letting people know about this. They see that call come through and like, shh, act like we're not here. Like we're not here. <laughs> Turn off the lights. Act like you're sleeping. Act like you're sleeping. Rolling Stone put Check together. what kind of hand sanitizer we have right there, Nico. Uh, this is SS and S triples foam cleanser. Okay. Good. Okay. Rolling Stone put together a list of the 15 best shows of the year so far on television. So I'm just going to go through the list. Wait, did you say new or just in general? In general. Just okay. like what's the best stuff that's been on TV so far. So like I don't want to dissect each one of them, but I'll go f- through the list starting at 15. And if, if you know anything about it or can vouch for it, just chime in, okay? Uh, number 15 is Dave on FXX. I, I haven't seen it. I've, yeah. It's, it's, I hear a lot of people saying it's a great show. Uh, do you know who Lil Dicky is, the rapper? Yeah. No. Well, that that's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Debs, FX on Hulu. I hear that's funny. The Great on Hulu. About Catherine the Great. Is that the one that's yeah. like a comedy and it's got yes. the guy who plays the Beast in X-Men? Yes. That's not good at all. Yeah. You didn't like it because it wasn't historically correct at all. <laughs> like, they were not going for history. Not even close. Not even close. Was no. it funny? Buzz no. Was, yeah, it was, I thought it was a little... Suck. Look, if you're going to do something that's uh-huh. based on history, at least have some of the historical... I don't want to learn, like, all these people's names and then find out they didn't even actually live. That really what? bothered him. Or whatever. <laughs> like, that bothered him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, it sucked. Uh, number 12, The Plot Against America on HBO. Ugh. I watched that. It was really good. Did Ugh. you watch it? Yeah, you made me. No, it, it was really good. John Turturro's in it. Uh, number 11 is BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Number 10, What We Do in the Shadows on FX. Oh, I still haven't started that. I think oh, this is good. like the third, second or third second season, season. Second season, and it's great. It's really good. I can't believe I'm saying this, but actually better than the movie it was based on. Buzz has been trying to perfect his Nandor impression for a long time. Guillermo, this. <laughs> this. In guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number nine, High Fidelity on Hulu. Great show. Heard that yeah. So instead of John Cusack, it is uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh. Lenny Kravitz's daughter. And she runs the record store. And it's, it's, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic show. Number eight is The Good Place on NBC. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it, Good Place only had one episode, and it was the, the series finale that aired in 2000. Apparently, it was good enough to put him up there. I really got into The Good Place. Like I now I love all those actors from that show. Uh, number seven, Little America on Apple TV Plus. Is that like Little Britain? Is it done by those guys? I don't know anything about it. No. Number six is Rami or Rami on Hulu. I've seen the. Has anybody else seen that? That's the one that won I've the Golden the Globe, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Where he's um, uh, a Muslim man trying to. Is it Rami Malik? No, no, it's not. But he's trying not to have uh, sex anymore. He's trying to be a better person, I think. By not having sex? Well, yeah. It's it's a funny show. Number five, Better Things on FX. Mm-mm. Number four, My Brilliant Friend, The Story of a New Name on HBO. Mm-mm. Number three, Normal People on Hulu. Mm-mm. Number two, Brockmire on IFC. Yes, Brockmire is hilarious. It's all about uh, Hank Azaria. Remember the old, the funnier die skit that he did years ago about Jim Brockmeyer, who was a disgraced um, baseball announcer? Well, they turned it into a show, and it is brilliantly done. I like Hank Azaria. I'd totally see that. 
Number one, according to Rolling Stone, best TV show of 2020 so far is Better Call Saul on AMC. I watched the first two seasons of Better Call Saul, and I I don't know, it just seemed to really drag. Maybe it's gotten better, but they're saying Better Call Saul is the best. I had heard that's better than Breaking Bad. But they were, call, they were calling it that good in the first couple of seasons. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. But it did make could, the cut. But you could tell... And the problem with a prequel is you basically have a deadline to wrap up your story. Mm, like, you can't go past a certain point. Right. And so, it was, like Buzz was saying. But they keep there dragging time, it out. Yeah, there were, t- there, were, there were episodes where there's like a 10-second shot of somebody turning on a faucet. Or things that were just, it was just really silly. Like, like the detective, like the, time. the cop, Mike, the ex-cop, Mike Ehrmantraut, has to go in and, like, bug somebody's apartment. Well, they show, him, like, 20 minutes of him bugging an apartment. They could have, you know, you're just dragging stuff well, out at that point. But, I, you know, it made number one on this list. So, maybe I need to check it out again. I think out of all those, Brockmire's the one that I know the best. And I, I highly recommend Brockmire. Uh, out of all the ones on here, I really thought the plot against America was very good uh, on HBO. Wait a minute. So Nico was pro blackface earlier. Now you're all about the plot against bl- America. <laughs> what is going on in that room today? Blackface. Wait, wait, wait. The plot against America is a show. Yeah, he's you- saying that we're basically anti-American if we're watching the plot against America. But it has nothing to do with that either. Do you want me to tell you what it's about? I would assume it's about a plot against America. <laughs> Do they create as, a as, plot? It's an say, alternative. As, as Brockmire is about Brockmire. Did you guys know who Henry Ford is? Brockmire. Oh, Lindbergh. Anybody know who it's Lindbergh an alter- is? Maybe yeah. it's an alternative history. So uh, a lot of people wanted Charles Lindbergh to run for president against FDR because Lindbergh was too busy making cheese. No. <laughs> no, he's not the cheese guy. If, if not sympathetic to the Nazis, he didn't want the United States to get involved in the war. He was very anti-war. He was appeasement-based, almost. like. And he had gone over and gotten like a distinguished medal from Hitler? Him yeah. or, no, it wasn't Hitler, but it was one of the high... Uh, Goering or, Goebbels? Or, yeah, one of them. And he so, was anti-Semitic. Pretty, pretty sure he was anti-Semitic. Um... Yeah. So, so would you say you say it's an alternative history? Yeah. So it it picks up that point where instead of deciding not to run, he does. He does, and he wins, mm-hmm. and then they they appease Germany to the point where they start enacting a lot. So a lot it's like what policies. if Nazism, or what if America had come down more on the side of Germany than on the side of England? Because just look at 2020. Well, that I think they were making a really good comparison to that too, to today. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was, was pretty clear. There was very fine people on both sides. Yeah, okay. Well, and Henry Ford was also a, a very big anti-Semite. And he, in, the, in the show, he's cast as the Secretary of State. Yeah. Did you watch the thing, or you, you made just me, watched it? No, you made me watch it. Did you watch all of it, though? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was very good. Something you guys just fight over the TV constantly. <laughs> a lot of times. Yesterday, he was like, I watch everything you want me to watch. Why don't you just watch one thing I want you to watch? You, yeah, I wanted you, you to watch Rob you? Roy, and you wouldn't watch Rob Roy because from 1995. Because All he wants the, to do is show you the stinking sword fight scene. No, we have already watched the sword fight scene. He's like, no, we have to watch the you whole gotta thing. Watch right the whole Boys, thing. don't fight over your sword <sighs> fight. <laughs> hey, today is... National Hydration Day. Do you right. know how important it is to stay hydrated? Mm-hmm. Sure For Coming from somebody who doesn't drink water. Yeah. Sure, I drink water. Okay. Mm. I drink all kinds of liquid. All liquids have water oh, in it, okay. so I'm drinking water. Nope, not all liquids have water in them. <laughs> yes. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
I got a lot of friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. and they're not all people I know. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them so not. not friends? I really just friended everybody until I reached the limit, which I think was 5,000. They said you can't have any more friends. But there are some people on Facebook that, like, not wearing a mask and not social distancing has become their persona. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what all their posts are about is how proud they are that they went in at Village Inn and, you know, didn't social distance. or and nobody you know, said anything. Or they went in and somebody said something and they came up with some magical incantation that you say, uh, you know, you say HIPAA and the whatever. And I, it just seems like a weird thing to base your personality around. Especially when you're a business owner, as I know some of these, mm-hmm. some of these people are. But you got to stand your ground, man. Got to pick your line, and you got to make sure that you are going to stand by your belief system. And I am not wearing a mask. I look silly. Well, if I decided that I didn't think it was a risk, and I thought the CDC was was phony, and you know all of this was just a hoax, I wouldn't draw attention to myself over it. You know what I mean? But again, I like, just well, you wouldn't. wouldn't be I, I wouldn't make it. it my whole personality. But I'll, again, also, like, what are you? What's harming you by wearing a mask? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it, these people seem to treat it, is that it's... That's how it begins. Today, you wear a uh, mask. Yeah. Tomorrow, you get the mark of the beast. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was showing Nico, like, some of the some of the people on my, my Facebook. I mean, that's what they are all about, is I didn't wear a yeah. mask. I got an airplane. They tried to make me wear a mask. They had to delay the flight by 45 minutes, but eventually they took off and I didn't wear a mask. Did you see and the I'm guy so who like tried to my freedoms. Did you see the guy who tried to rush his way into Walmart yesterday? Like bum rushing? Yeah. 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 Did he get like tackled? He, got, he wasn't wearing a mask, right? No, he didn't even get tackled. He's just stupid and he fell. <laughs> <laughs> like the worker was kind of just pushing him back and the guy like rolled Wait, off of him. The worker the was ground. was pushing him back cuz he didn't have a mask on. Right, cuz that's the thing is that a lot of businesses they're they're saying that they're going to start fining them. And so uh, I think it was a Walmart and the guy is trying to push his way in. And of course it's an older gentleman and the worker is just trying to like hold him back and he like rolls off him onto the ground and falls. But I mean, wait, now they have greeters keeping people out. Are they anti greeters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're called. Put your mask. Oh, I just saw he fell. So, so <laughs> it's a great video. Like the main no mask guy that shows up on my news feed on Facebook. Like I say, I wouldn't draw attention to myself if that's the way I felt. Mm-hmm. Joanna, send him. He to owns bars. I don't want to say who it is, but it's a guy. He owns bars. Mm-hmm. Aren't you just asking for them to look into your bar? They shut down a couple over the weekend for not social distancing properly. And this guy on on Facebook every multiple times a day. Like half a dozen times a day, just some kind of reminder that he's not wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. And also, if you're wearing a mask, you're an idiot. If I I just tried to look up an antonym for greeter, as the person would be at uh, Walmart, mm-hmm. the first option that pops up, fat person. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of a greeter is a fat person? That's what, that's what this says, that the options were fat person, introvert, good guy, acquaintance, and male. <laughs> So I think I'm just trying to psychoanalyze what's going on. It's like, all right, you don't want to wear a mask. 
I was going to say fine, but not even fine. I mean, you don't want to wear a mask, but why is that like your core belief at this point? I think it has to do with like oh. some kind of statement. Oh, I think it's yeah, a real. What? I watched the video. He fell. I think, Joanna, did you send it to him? Yeah. Yes, it's in the Skype. Look at the Skype because it's hilarious. I, th- I think it's a form of virtue signaling. You know how people on the left get accused of virtue signaling mm-hmm. for driving a hybrid car or whatever? Mm-hmm. I think it's like the right's version of virtue. Here's how little uh, I care about other people or, or society. I'm not going to wear a mask. And that's like my identity online. I think it's how little they care about regulations. I, feel I, like. I was going to say, it's the same people who probably don't put their seatbelts on. But oh, we me. can't see it. <laughs> yeah, but we buzz. can't see that it That dude as much. made it all the way to the Dr. Pepper. I know. Right? Buzz, put the video on the screen. I I'm not I, showing a video. No, I know. It's that's what I'm Skype. saying. It's in the go Skype. Go to Skype and go to the, the Twitter link that uh, Joanna just sent you. Because the dude just biffs it hard. Yeah, and he does it to himself. Yeah, he does. The Walmart worker's like, I, d- dude, I didn't even do Where's this. Where's this Walmart at? Oh, I can't remember. Florida. Florida. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. And he's trying to oh push gosh. his way past the poor boy. Go! Oh, the guy just backed off and he... <laughs> Down goes Frazier. But that's the thing that's... Then he so gets up like he wants to fight the Walmart yeah. guy. I don't know. I don't know. You, I don't know. Yeah. you can play the audio. Like, I don't know. Grocery stores need bouncers now? Don't ever play the audio from Walmart. <laughs> but th- that's the thing that... This the, guy's got to be 55 to 65. Yeah, I got a friend nice who's... Nice jean shorts. Nice <laughs> jorts and flip-flops, dude. Well, uh, hey, don't a, hit on the flip flop. I know someone who's a manager at like a grocery store like this, and he says he's like every day, it's just me having to explain to people. I get it. You don't want to wear it. That's cool, but you have to. Like I don't understand. It's like you. Oh, a, he reached back like he was going to hit the Walmart guy. There, he's going in, and it's then like, he just keeps walking like he's going to shop normally. But this is what's it's happening. My rights. But this is what's happening on like a daily basis for some of these people. Is it wrong that I see this guy on my feed and I'm like, God, I wish who would who would come by TABC, mm. like Texas Alcohol and whatever it is, or city right. pu- uh, city health officials probably. Yeah, I think fire like, marshals were a part of it too at one point. God, it, it's wrong of me to wish that somebody would go by and check this guy's businesses out. No, because then it's a public safety issue. At some okay. Point. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Steve Kaplowitz actually in the studio with us today. So we've been talking to Steve from his home studio for the past couple of months. Do you know why we call it the neckline, Steve? I have like, no idea. It's an interesting story. Because you get a lot of pain in the neck, that uh, pains in the neck that call you? Yeah, or stick your neck out, you know, because we mm-hmm. might play the callback. But the real reason is they just got a random number, and then we had to sit there and figure out something it spelled, and neck was the thing that made the most sense. Yeah. You couldn't get buzz? There's no Z. <laughs> There's no Z on the keypad. Anything you've thought of, believe me, we, we went through it. <laughs> hey, by the way, if I talk to you in the mask, how muffled is it? Give it a shot. Hang on. Just do this right here. All right. How does that sound? Does that still sound pretty muffled, or can you make that out? I can make it out. All right. Do you want to wear the mask? I don't know if I can really understand what's going on. No, I've just I've just been wondering about you know doing an interview minus the mask versus hmm. the mask, and since this is the first time I'm in the studio, I get to actually experience the difference between the two. So that's why. Okay. Don't want to wear a mask. 
I sometimes, when it comes to you, I I, I have my doubts. Why the hell would I, you say I, that? I'm just 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 to give you just to give you grief because I'm here in the face Do I look symptomatic? What do you look symptomatic? Symptomatic. Symptomatic. No, you look actually. You look good. Look healthy, you, you, right? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I hit so. the gym yesterday. I've decided I'm going to do this transformation. I'm going to go from Fat Mac to Fit Mac. Come on, let's make a bet. I like how you're using It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia references now, and you're yeah. just like, oh, I hate the show. Yeah, not funny. <laughs> Let me tell you this, okay? So but there are some good things about the show, even though it's not funny. 20 years ago, Buzz tried to make me a $1,000 bet on air that um, he would lose more. He would be less, way less than me at a certain time a year from now. And I should have made that bet. I really should have. Because I said, nah, I'm not going to bet you a thousand bucks. And and you know what? It would have been the easiest thousand dollars I ever would have made. You, you know what's interesting is that Brandon tried to make him a bet earlier about losing weight and Buzz completely ignored I'm the I'm not topic. losing weight. I'm packing on weight because it turns to muscle. I'm going to turn it into muscle. So you want to get fatter? Happen. No. <laughs> muscle weighs more than fat, so I probably gain weight because I'm going to get so you ripped. Want it, but if you want to pack on muscle, the first thing you need to do is slim down. Yeah. You watch your diet, you limit your calories, you work out, you trim down, and then you bulk up. Uh, you don't look like a bodybuilder, so how do you know? I'm married to a physical therapist who has been doing this her whole life. I think you could turn the fat into muscle. Okay. Okay. And... And I'm doing all that stuff that you just said anyway. Have you started? And then, have then why don't you make the bet on losing weight? Because I don't, I don't necessarily want to lose weight. I'm going to get muscle. <laughs> have you started uh, taking like the cream and the clear and uh, you know and, and is that testosterone? steroids? Yeah, that's like the Barry Bonds. No. Remember, remember the were Falco you, stories you, back in the uh, in the early 2000s when all those guys were getting huge? Were you saying code words? What were you saying right now? The mil- what? No, you've never heard of the cream and the clear. The cream and the Androstein Dion, I think, is no, the no, no. That was cream. not. That was not. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually reading the book again. It's a great book. It's called Game of Shadows. It's all about Balco and the um, and and the Barry Bonds scandal back in the early 2000s when he decided to get big because he wanted to hit home runs like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And he did. And he did. And his body transformed and he lost his hair and he got all just huge. And uh, yes. So is, Buzz, that, is that illegal? Yes. Okay. So that's why I'm losing my hair. <laughs> it's illegal as far as baseball Not the testosterone. Goes. There are a lot of places like men's clinics and things like that that offer So it's not illegal. Tes- it's not illegal in your world. It's illegal in the sports world. But in the, but in the real life world, the rules. you can do whatever you want. Yeah, Didn't exactly. they assign an independent counsel or a, a special uh, counsel to investigate it? And, uh, mm-hmm. Who was who was that? Well, Congress. Remember, they investigated. Yeah, but this wh- too, so. why did Congress have anything to do with baseball? To try to clean up the sport because they but, felt that too many guys were were getting big and they were and their bodies. But what does were Congress have to do with sports? Why would they even be? We had less to worry about back then. <laughs> I feel like a lot less. Like we've got a lot more on our plate right now. But That's back true. then, it was like you know what we gotta we gotta get involved in this whole baseball. steroid thing. Now I will say this. Over the last three months of the pandemic, I've lost 10 pounds, and it's just because I'm eating more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat like crap at this place. I just do. I, I usually never eat breakfast. I eat a huge lunch. Then I come home late. Dinner is just, it's a disaster. This now, place, you mean the studio? The, ra- the radio station, yeah. just in general. This, the, the, my office, this, this, this building. However, since I've been home over the last three months and working from home, I'm eating regular breakfasts. I'm eating healthy breakfasts. I'm not eating crazy lunches. I'm eating a normal dinner. And suddenly, 
I've dropped, uh, I've lost 10 pounds. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing with a proper diet what you can actually do. And people don't understand how difficult it is working mm-hmm. at a radio station to, you know, from, from a weight standpoint. Stay to, healthy. To, absolutely. It's tough. You look it's good. very, very tough. Thank you. That's, some people in the Facebook chat are chiming in that, that and uh, I was incorrect. We shouldn't do a bet on weight. We need to do the bet on BMI. Ooh, and yeah. you need to go get those numbers. I'm not about BMI. I'm about BLM. Black Lives Matter. Why don't we do a bet about BLM? Look, I'm so serious about it. Like, I'm going to start just doing push-ups, like isometrics. Oh, don't do that. Your face is closer to the camera. One, can you do one push-up right now? On Hell the yes, on the I could. I'm not going to do it, but do I could. Do 10. Do 10 right can now. You do, oh, can, okay. you do, can you do, hang on, can you do 10 push-ups? Can you do a radio show? Who do you think can do more, me I'll or Buzz? I'll count them out. Let's find out. Get on the ground. Go. I feel like I might be just as unhealthy as you, dude. But you, by the way, you got a lot more mass. I on started you. fat my fat Mac to fit Mac transformation yesterday. Rome wasn't built in a day, guys. So do five push-ups. But can you do one push-up? My pecs are really sore because I was throwing that iron around yesterday. You know what Buzz does? He swims a lot. <laughs> I float in the pool. Hey, that's a lot. like <laughs> <laughs> swim. That's like hydrotherapy. <laughs> like I get out there. <laughs> What's yeah. he doing? What's Buzz doing? He's working out. Where? He's floating. I, he's, he's, he's swimming in the pool and you go out there and he's just doing that thing where he's just floating on his back. I can fall asleep. I think like fat floats on water. So I can lay back like I'm on an air mattress, man, and just like sit there and fall asleep floating like an otter. It's like you're in the, you know what it is? It's like you're in the Dead Sea. Remember, yeah, I've heard. Cappy, we still have the bet with Buzz on him hitting 70 miles an hour on the clock. Was it 70 or 80? First it was eighty, then he reduced, then he it, reduced to 70. it to seventy. Right? Yeah, it was originally eighty miles an hour, which so would have been good. Now the things are opening up. We need to get a hold of Cody Decker. He's here. He's in town. He's and, in El Paso. And we need to we need to head out. If we could, maybe is he out there this, just during the week? Yes. Wait, Buzz thinks he could hit a seventy mile per hour. No, no, no. He can throw. He can throw. He can throw at seventy miles an hour. But his right arm is really big. That is true. It's very <laughs> muscular. But do you think he could honestly hit 70 miles an hour? No. <laughs> Look, like... He originally said 80, and he also said no warm-up. Nolan Ryan would, yes, that's would true. throw like a, a 100 miles an hour. You know, it was a big deal. He was a hurler, so you're like not 100 miles Did you just compare hour. yourself to Nolan Ryan? No, I'm just saying to give no, you a... He totally did. He did. Arguably the greatest pitcher ever he just compared himself to. No, I just gave you an idea of how fast the fastest pitchers throw. Super fast. Right? Like what's the what's the record? Now the they're at one hundred six. I think we have about one hundred five, one hundred six. That's right. Relievers, those guys that come in and just try to blow you away. One hundred five, one hundred six. I don't want to talk about baseball. I want to talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I feel like any boast or guarantee I made pre-pandemic doesn't apply. Yeah, okay. Because oh I haven't, God. I haven't kept in peak physical condition. But you just said, and now you're planning on uh, turning it around. Now, hang on one second. Don't you have a state of the art gym in your garage? I, you know, it's a nice gym, but it's not state of the art. Nico, if he used the the garage gym properly, how would he do as far as his body? It's a great gym. Like he's got a great gym. If he actually used it properly. So he doesn't need uh, no. to go to a gym. No, he he has it in his house. Complete uh, barbells, dumbbells. But, it also, but uh, a lot of it also comes down to diet. And we've seen the garbage he shovels in his mouth before the show. Yeah. So I would call it garbage. It's, it's not healthy. It's not the best. It's food. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I, let, I mean, let's. Like, he's right. He's done it one day. Let's see. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell, tell you this. What I've been, what I've been eating um, almost every day that I swear by and I love. Okay, a bowl of steel cut oatmeal with fresh strawberries and blueberries. Oh man, I bet you're regular. But Absolutely, yeah. uh, that is that is terrific. Between that <laughs> and coffee, when you, when you say when, hey, when you say healthy, <laughs> polyps, internal polyps are a very big deal. When okay. you say steel cut, are you saying steel like the metal? What's that? It's it's a type of oat as far as steel the cut. Yeah, steel cut oatmeal, like steel magnolias. Does it refer to hey, how it was harvested? One day, <laughs> I don't. know. I just eat it, Buzz. I don't. I haven't examined oh. how it gets harvested. Well, you were putting it out there like oh, this is not just oatmeal. This is steel cut. Well, no, it, it, it it keeps more of the fiber, more of the the wheat shaft on it. If you yeah, will. Steve, you're supposed to watch a 30 minute documentary on steel cut oatmeal, but before you're allowed to eat it. Didn't you know that? Ah. <sighs> You know what? Uh, your skin's real clear too, Steve. What are you doing for that? Uh, no, I've just been again. I, I've I've been really healthy at home. That's why I'm I'm not ready to jump back to the office just so fast. I'm like, you know what? Twenty five years in this building, and now all of a sudden I go home for three months, and I feel like I'm I'm a different person. It's tough. <laughs> the segment lasted so long. I'm oh, by doing the way, isometric squats now, guys. As far as the oatmeal goes, start with Kegels. Big Mac. <laughs> start easy. People in the Facebook chat are saying, give you two months. And you still wouldn't hit seventy, like let you train. I don't. I'm, I don't even care about this baseball bet anymore. <laughs> I, like I said it that. so long ago. It could have been true back then, but not true today. But that's what we're saying. We'll give, you, that, we'll give you two months. Buzz, I found out that um, BMI is very easy to calculate. Yeah, they got a so, machine at the GNC yes. at the mall. BLM is also very easy to calculate. You know how you do it? No justice, no peace. There's your equation. BLM. <laughs> Is there going to be baseball this year, Steve? Yes. Okay. What do we know so far? That they, the pitchers can hit more than seventy miles an hour. That's true. That well, I true. was more of a junk ball thrower, so oh, cool. I was more you. like a Gaylord Perry type. You know, throw, you so throw a knuckleball. It, yeah, knuckleball, slider, spitballs, that sort of stuff. What happened to this cocky Buzz that was willing to make these thousand dollar bets with Steve? Where did he go? We get this shriveled up version of Buzz that's not willing to make a bet. He's just tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> Dude, so I asked him yesterday, I was like, hey, how's your confidence level? And he goes, through the roof. And he, he look at me. He literally does this all the way up here. Yeah. yeah that sounds and I go, all right, well, because on Reddit, they have a thing called roast me. And yeah. you, you hold up a, a like a, a sign that just has the the slash roast me on it, which I don't understand why anybody would want to like nope. flick that. that. If I were getting roasted by Lisa Lampanelli and Jeff Ross and people like that, would be I was one thing. Say but friends like and family, but yeah, random trolls on the internet. I'm not interested. You do that, in that. every day with the chat. Yeah, I just have to read my chat. <laughs> the morning roast. Well, so I don't have to go so, out of my way to get insulted by strangers. So he was so confident when I first asked him, how's your confidence? He's like, ah, it's through the roof. It's amazing. It is. I've never been more confident. So then I brought that up and he goes, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. So it's I'm not confident it's, that it's I'm not, not going to do it. It's so not there. confident. It's hubris is what you would say. What if I take some pictures of Buzz working out to you and show you guys to prove that he's actually doing it? Is he going to have two shoes on this time? Oh, I know. How weird is that? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? What, he, he on Monday, one uh, shoe? Uh, or Friday. Friday, when, he, when, when <laughs> we had to do a best of show because Buzz was feeling sick. I didn't mm -hmm. feel bad. Yeah, so he goes back home and then I, I went over and he's just on his couch without a shirt on holding two boxes of Kleenex. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess one wasn't enough. And One shoe? Missing one shoe. He's just had one shoe on. Were you on at the time? Were you on Lanesta? This was uh, like six in the morning. I, 
I think I might have mixed some medications. <laughs> I'm just serious because I mean, you have one shoe and you're holding two uh, I don't, know, tissue boxes. I, I don't have any memory of this at all. Okay. Is there a picture of it? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple. There's a great picture. Okay. Because nobody will believe me when I say these things if I don't like. Yeah, because I had to check in with Nico. I was just like, hey, man, like, how's, how's Buzz feeling? Like, can uh, you how, give me an update? That's and really he, outrageous. A guy's sitting on his own couch and he's got a shoe off. Wow. It's one, though. It was the funniest <laughs> yeah, the thing. Because the thing is, I mentioned that to Nico in the text back. I was like, dude, why does he have one shoe on? And Nico I sends back. And he's like, Joanna said the exact same thing. Why does he have one shoe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you guys can be so fascinated by You're fascinated. my my life. Yeah. Hey, by the way, can Which I give you my cell, Nico? Think you can add me to your text threads. <laughs> yeah, I really want to be yes, yeah. sure. Steve, I need, to, I, need to, I need to be into this sure. text threading. You'll that'd also be, be part good. of the emergency right. contact list. That's perfect. <laughs> Tell me what's... Uh, do we got a break? Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time for a break? Yes. Steve, have you started going back to restaurants yet? Have you been to a restaurant? Because your brother won't have lunch with me. Now, when you say... <laughs> I'm not surprised about that. When you say restaurants, mean dine in or take out? Dine in. Um, I have not started the dine-in process yet. We've been eating a lot at home, but um, we're ready to get back out and start dining in, yes. You're set to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I've only done it once, and it was like right after they made it so you could do it. Yeah. Um, But a lot of the restaurants, especially ones who have like a salad bar or a buffet, are going to have to adjust how they do things, you know, because... For one thing, if you got a sneeze guard, put it down there where the little kids' noses are, because they're mm. the little bastards that go up and sneeze on your food. Mm-hmm. Don't, they put it up so high, but anybody under the age of ten is going to be right under. How about you sneeze. not let them touch it either? Just yeah. let the parents get well, the food yeah. for them. Well, I think that's how they're doing the buffets right now. I th- they right? were doing that back when my daughter was little, because there was a sign I'd never seen it before at Golden Corral that said uh, kids under a certain age weren't allowed to get their own food. Really? Like you're supposed to get your parents to do it. Mm-hmm. Under 15? No, I think it was like under 9 or 21. 10. Or <laughs> Maybe. Um, but there are a lot of different uh, strategies and, and suggestions about how they can change. Because not just while the pandemic's going on, but going forward, like if this thing boomerangs back around and, you know, they got to do it. So they're looking to change the restaurant business, especially the one where you kind of serve yourself in a lot of different ways. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Cappy, check this out. This is the <laughs> video of the guy, in, and this is Florida. This is what Buzz looks like when he works out, by the way. <laughs> this is George, George and all. <laughs> <laughs> this older guy is trying to muscle his way into a Walmart, and the Walmart greeter... I don't know if you'd call him a greeter if he tries to block the way, but oh my he won't let him in. And I listened, and I didn't hear any—I didn't hear any bad words. So the people filming it are hilarious because they're calling it like they're doing play-by-play, kind of. But they're, they're, yeah, they're describing what's going on. Well, at least but, to pay attention to this because you're really good about hearing whether or not somebody curses in the background. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so he starts pushing this young greeter who weighs, he probably got 50 or 60 pounds on him. He's pushing him out of the way, and then the no mask guy falls down on the ground. So that's what the, the people filming it are laughing at. I 
I hadn't seen that. I had not seen anybody like wow. physically blocking, like using their body to block. It reminds me of Dennis Rodman back in his heyday when he was, and he would always put his arms up when the person would hit the deck and go on the floor. Like, yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> I love the commentary. Wow. He's even being offered a mask. Yeah, the dude filming it said he'd give him a mask if he needed a mask. I now this would never this happen. You know what? This would never happen in El Paso. You know why? There's a cop at the entrance of the WalMarts, so you would not be able to get in and do what this guy's doing here in El Paso. I mean that that's more than just a mask. I mean, there's got to be a lot more psychologically going on that the guy. You know, I would think so. Look. There's sometimes when they want. Making you wear a mask is a violation of my rights. It's the stupidest argument out there. It's uh, a big difference, though, between El Paso and I was back home in Oklahoma. In El Paso, it it looks like almost everybody's wearing a mask when I went into, I guess, Target and the grocery store. So everybody was, you know, nine out of 10 people were wearing a mask. It's flipped exactly. Like one out of ten people in Oklahoma were wearing a mask. And do you think my eighty-four-year-old mom was one of them? No, she was nope. not. Did you tell her to or ask her, like, "Hey, mom, why don't you wear a mask?" What if you bought if you bought her one, would she have worn it? No. But they had the the rows with the arrows telling you which way to go down. So my mom starts heading the wrong way down an aisle. I'm like, "Hey, mom, we gotta." We got to go down the other aisle and then come back. And by that time, I got that out, and here was a response. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but you know, I, you don't do that when you're at the airport and the lines are empty, but you still have to go through the rope system. You don't just cut the the line. Well, that's different. You're saying she just completely ignored. Yeah. I directions. think the older they are, the more likely they are to completely disregard it. Like, tell me what to do. You think? Yeah. How many cases are there in Okmogee right now? Zero. Okay. Uh, but the okay. county, zero. Oklahoma's so. increasing, though. Probably because that Trump rally. <laughs> no, before that, they were even... Now, you wouldn't be getting the, the positive tests yet, really, would you? Is that, but is that yeah. why or your mom's Trump not... From the Trump rally? Yeah. Is that why your mom's not wearing the mask? Because there's no cases in her town? It's not just her. It's, it, it just seems like that is kind of the, the decision of the crowd. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you go in a place and hardly anybody's wearing a mask, I wouldn't wear a mask either. Now, here's the question. If I went in and pl- I get back to El Paso, everybody's wearing it, I put yeah, it on. What if the disease that you were trying to stop was like not symptomatic and some of the people were not showing symptoms? So maybe... You didn't know. You I didn't think about it that much. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. If El Paso had no cases, would you expect people to be walking around wearing masks? I, I think it would be a harder sell. Mm-hmm. Like, if there had been zero cases, it would have been harder to convince people to wear masks. And even still, you see people who... It's not just, it's uncomfortable or I don't feel like doing it. It's like, they're willing to die on that hill, man. Over and wearing the mask, and it's one of the stupidest things to do. Like, it's there, like, is it really that much of a hindrance? And all you hear is, "Well, it's violating my rights." Well, I believe one of my rights is to not have things around me infected with something that you may or may not have. We do have speed limits to prevent accidents and deaths Check and injuries. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
that's Florida. I thought they'd mm-hmm. kind of like started to loosen everything up in Florida, and then they came back around and said, "Now that we got to, we well, gotta that's start the thing. Stuff. They're thinking about shutting down parts of Florida now because the numbers have gotten so high again. So I think this is a part. It's kind of like what we saw here, which was a little. I mean, uh, D. Margot, uh, I don't understand you because there was a video. He came out saying, "Oh yeah." My phone. Well, he was like, well, I, you know, we're going to ask the governor to mandate face masks again. And then the very next morning, he's standing side by side at a hotel opening. Nobody on the mat. No one, no one wearing masks. No one social distancing. And it's just like, come on, dude. Like, if this is exactly why you see so many people that fight it. And they say, well, why do I have to do it when clearly we're seeing that the leaders who are trying to impose this on us, they're not doing it. So why should I have to do it when well, they're not doing it? what leaders are they talking about? The mayor. Our leaders. He was standing I, I, side by side with six other people. At that groundbreaking? Yeah. yeah. Somebody wrote in no, and said... It was the ribbon cutting. Yeah, the ribbon, the ribbon cutting. cutting. Yeah, that's that, what it was. They took the mask off just for the photo. That's what somebody wrote in on Facebook yeah. and said they only took the mask off for the photo. But my response closely, to that was... Why would you take it off for the photo? Yeah. That's what everybody's going to be seeing. If you were going to try to set an example, one. that's when you would definitely want to have it on. And the thing right? is, too, it's it, there was a video, too, of the actual ribbon cutting. So it, it's it's kind of like it, it just it looks bad. Just the as, like just the aspect of it, of you telling people this. And that's exactly what's going to happen is people are going to see that. They're going to look at that one photo. So even if you did, let's say this is a two hour press thing. They're not going to pay attention to the two hours. They're going to pay attention to the five minutes that you didn't have the mask on. This was the thing I was talking about. So people are, they have, they're uploading these, I guess, like cards that say face mask exempt card. I am exempt from any ordinance requiring face mask usage in public. Wearing that, a face mask. Because I've got gross-ass breath, and but, I don't want to have to smell it in my own mouth. Do you but, just print it out? No, but... Be, I don't think this is an official document because of the misspellings. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Wearing a face mask. Is that poses? That's not how you spell poses. A mental or physical risk to me under the Americans with Disability Act. I am not required to disclose my condition to you. So I guess this is for people who are just like, I'm just going to hand this to people and they can deal with that. There's a lady who's training people on what to say and do so they don't have to wear masks. And by saying, basically, I have a, a medical condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. And they're saying, well, you can't ask me what my medical condition is. That's against the ADA and HIPAA rules. So you have to let me shop without it. Have you seen those? Have you seen? It's those also videos? got a government seal on it, so I feel like this is all just Photoshop, though, right? Have like you seen somebody, those? The, the government didn't put this out. No, somebody just made these. So one, one, one lady made it, and she's been really famous in some of these videos of Karens going to grocery stores trying to um, uh, shop without a mask. She's being all Karen. Well, no, she, she she got she's actually famous, and she's the same lady that's putting out these cards. COVID Karen. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, and we only got about a minute, but yesterday Lisa had a story, and we never got to sports, so baseball will be back. <laughs> I'll talk to you. How about this? I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bubba Wallace uh, raced and came in 14th. Yeah. But they haven't found who put the noose in his uh, garage or Awful. whatever. Okay. Um, Good job. Good sports cast. I like it. Yeah. I think we hit the high point. Dak yeah. Prescott signed. 10-second uh, sports cast. That's about what it's worth. Uh, the Trump campaign got a letter from the estate of Tom Petty because I guess Trump had been playing I Won't Back Down, and they said, that's not cool. We don't want you playing that anymore. 